Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. And now, the message. Let us pray. Our gracious God and Master, we thank you. We honor you for who you are. The immortal, invisible, the only wise God. You teach us from your word so that we can be doers of the word and live triumphantly in this world and in the world to come. Enjoy with you eternal life. Help me to speak your words in ways that we can understand and apply. For lost ones who come home, for those who are saved to even be corrected, to be more vibrant and fruitful for you. I know you always hear me when I pray, because I pray in Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. Last week we spoke about lost and found. And I said, anybody who has ever lost anything, and you know it, when you really lose something that is precious to you and you find it, you are so excited. So passport is lost, you find it, you're happy. Your money is lost, you find it, you're happy. You lose a family member, you find that person, you're happy. And this happiness keeps you going. And in fact, Jesus tells us that when a lost person is found, there's joy in heaven. Jesus was telling this story because there were some people who flocked around him. And there were others who thought that these people did not deserve to come near Jesus because they are lost. They are lost sinners. You know, Jesus was what I would call a master businessman. If you want to do business, where do you go? You go where people have money to spend. If you want to fish, where do you go? You go where the sea or the lagoon has a lot of fish. And so if Jesus came to save lost sinners, then he must find ways of attracting the sinners to himself. They must love to come to him. And when he shares the word and they become born again, become saved, he is happy. And he's throwing the same challenge to you and I. And so... When those who thought that they are also religious people, they are preachers of the law, teachers of the law, and they are only interested in condemning people, did what they do best, criticizing Jesus, he told them three parables. We saw last week the first one, the parable of the lost sheep. Today we'll see the parable of the lost coin. But let's, let's just read the introduction of Luke chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. All the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes were complaining, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. That is his crime. He welcomes sinners and eats with them. They are not saying he's a sinner, but he welcomes them and eats with them. And what does he do with them? He doesn't sin with them. He only eats with them and uses the opportunity to speak to them. Because they knew the man had something to say. He had some words of knowledge to share. He could comfort them. He could see to their sins. He loved them as a human being. But he hated their sin. And he hated their sin because this sin would take them to hell. So he was not about to be pussyfooting or just cajoling people and giving them, giving them toffee to eat. No, he was telling them the deep, deep, deep things about themselves and showing them how to come to God. 
So he told them about the lost sheep. And friends, the lost sheep, that story is about somebody or people who are attracted by the world. They come to the Lord saying they know the Lord, but there are other things that draw their attention away. The lordship are attracted by external factors. Today, Jesus tells us another of those parables. And this is a chilling one. Because when you think about the implications of this parable, I believe you will look at your life differently. You will look at your church differently. You will look at those who are around you differently. So verses, we look again at Luke chapter 15, verses 8 to 10. A very short parable. Or what woman who has 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. When she finds it, she calls her women, friends, and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found the silver coin I lost. I tell you, in the same way, there's joy in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who repents. Now, let, let me take you to an ancient room where this woman would have lost her coin. This woman would have received 10 coins of silver as part of the wedding gifts that they give, they give to her. She would normally put it around her, her head or around her arm as, an, as a bracelet, 10 silver pieces. And she could use the money for anything, okay? Sometimes people try to keep something that is valuable, but they may end up losing that valuable thing. Or they may put it somewhere where they neglect it. So this woman has received wedding gifts of 10 silver coins. So excited, and she takes it home. Their rooms were normally very small, made of clay, and the room will have a very small window. So there wasn't too much light. Their rooms were not as well lit as we have rooms these days. Those were days before elect electricity. So this woman's room will be small, will be dark, with a small window. And what happened? She lost her coin. One day she remembered that ah, I had 10 coins, and she's going to look for they to do something with it that may be costing 10 silver coins. And she realized suddenly that I have only nine, and it will not be enough. It's like you want to buy something. It is 10,000 cities, and you realize I have only 9,000 cities. And you know for sure that you put 10,000 down. So where is the 1,000? You will begin to look for it. And she looked and looked and looked. And what did she do? The room was already dark, so she took a candle or lighted the candle or lighted the lamp and looked behind the door everywhere to see whether she could find the coin. And true enough, the coin was there. She found it, and she called her friends, come and rejoice with me. Maybe that whatever you bought, maybe it's a shadow you bought for 10000 Yes, now I can also buy it because I've found the coin. Or if it's a ticket that they bought to go to somewhere, yes, I can now also go because I have the 10000 Or if it's whatever it is, she found the amount of money that was lost. She found the lost coin, and now she had a full amount to pay her rent or do whatever she wanted to do. And it was so exciting. Now, listen to this. 
people came to Jesus and they were telling him, why do you allow these sinners to come to you? And he told them about the Lordship. The Lordship is attracted to things outside. But now he's telling you and I something that is chilling, something that is frightening, something that we ought to note. The lost sheep was lost because of outside factors. But the lost coin was lost because of others. It was lost in the home. It was lost by the one who had it. It was lost by whoever was supposed to take care of it. The lost sheep had a feeling, had sense, not accurately, but get lost. But this coin had no life and depended on somebody to take care of that person. It is a striking picture of the responsibility you and I have as family members to people who live in our families, who come around us, who work with us, who are our plumbers, our dentists, our vulcanizers, our children, our grandchildren, who are with us. And because we go in and out, we think that they are part of the family of God, but they may be lost. They may be lost. The coin represents a person who is lost in our home, or lost in our society, lost in our circles, because of four possible things. Number one, we ignore the coin. We ignore this person. It is set aside and forgotten. You see, you may be too busy not knowing the value of this person, confusing priorities. You only see the person as a gardener, as a plumber, or as a last child, as somebody who doesn't talk, and you ignore them, ignoring it, and you will lose it. It is there, but you don't appreciate its value. Secondly, the person who we are now comparing, let me just backtrack a little bit. It was not the coin that Jesus was concerned about. It is human beings. He's using the coin as an example. So I'm saying the coin can be ignored. Apart from being ignored, it can also be neglected. A person can be neglected when we don't know the value that the person has. We just fail to pay attention to that person. Just like somebody fails to pay attention to the coin. You neglect the coin. So, like many of us do these days in our country, when they give you a coin, you don't know what value it is. You go to a shop, you buy something, and they give you coins as a change. You just set it down somewhere. You neglect it. It falls on the ground. You find it even irritating to bend down to take this coin. You just neglect it. And we do the same thing to human beings. We can know that somebody is there. We can know that this person is in my house, but we neglect it because we fail to pay attention to that person. We do not spend time with them. They are there, and we always take it that they'll be there day in and day in and day in and day out, like your grandfather, like your grandmother, or like a small child, like a gatekeeper or something. We neglect them. So ignore, neglect. Or thirdly, the coin gets lost because we, we carelessly handle it. It is badly handled and dropped. So you take this money, you look at it, and you just toss it somewhere. When we're growing, we had some, uh, what they call the piggy bank. You take some money, you just put it down there, and one day you find after a while, when you are broke, you go and open the box. You find, oh, there are so many coins, you count them, it amounts to one CD or two CDs or five CDs, you buy something with it. But there are some, you are even too tired or even too careless to drop it in 
<laughs> any bowl, any coin, you just carelessly leave it somewhere. And somebody is sweeping and you sweep it away, you find it and you put it in the dustbin. Are there people who treat like that? They are badly handled, dropped and lost. They come to you often, they smile to you often, you don't even respond to them. You are in your car, you roll your car, this is your neighbor. He, he says, oh, he smiles at you. You don't even mind them. You don't talk about them. And next time, you don't talk to them. Next time, they just pass by and you just pass by them. They are lost, even though they are precious. They are a coin. They have value, but you don't do anything with them. Well, or the last one, you unconsciously place the coin somewhere. Where you put it, you can't remember exactly where you put it. Whether it is in your drawer or in your coat pocket or where you don't even know where exactly you placed it. You forget all about it. Sometimes, you know, you may take a dress that you want to wash. And you find, oh, so I left money here. Oh, I left this here. Oh, I left this here. We do those things. That is part of life, the thing that we neglect, the lost coin. And Jesus is saying that that coin is lost because of the woman's carelessness. And Jesus is saying that there are people around us, in your neighborhood, in your class, in your shop, in the office, in the market, possibly even in the church around you and I, who are lost because we do not pay attention to them. Even the language they speak, even the way they answer questions, even the way they dress to come to church, it should be, if it's an eye opener, you have a spiritual eye, you can tell that this person is lost. There's a famous example I tell people that we went to church one time and I saw this gentleman. He was very well dressed up and down and he looked very gentle. And we asked him to read the Bible and he was reading the Bible and he was struggling. And I thought the problem was the King James Version of the English. So I gave him a newer version. He was still reading and he was staggering over it. So I said, my friend, uh, it looks like today you're having a lot of challenges. And he said, I always have problems. But preacher, I have a question for you. I said, yes, how can I help you? And I was so excited. This man is now going to ask me a question. And I said, I hope you don't ask me a very difficult question. And you know the question he asked me? Jesus and Moses, who was born first? Wow, I can see you laughing. Jesus and Moses, who was born first? Now, I, I wanted to laugh and I wanted to cry. But this was a class and people were listening. What am I supposed to do? Ah, I thought he was joking, but the man was serious. So I took time and tried to explain to him. And as I explained, he was listening and listening and listening. Now here was I teaching people about Christmas. And here is somebody asking Jesus and Moses who was born first. Here is somebody who in church is lost. We speak the language of church. We rattle through the Bible. We say all kinds of things. But we are not paying attention to the fact that the man may not know Christ, may not understand salvation. We are losing, we are using language, born again, using all these technicalities. And we are neglecting, ignoring, carelessly handling the word, unconsciously bypassing them. And Jesus is saying there can be people so near your house that they may be lost. Jesus is saying the lost coin is lost because of others. Because of you, the caretaker, you, the pastor, you, the Sunday school teacher, you, the shepherd, 
You, the evangelist, you, the prophet, you and I, we are so religious going to heaven that we think everybody is going with us. They are lost. Are we going to do something about it? And so, he said, look, look at what this woman did. Because there's always something you can do about it. When the woman realized suddenly, and I hope you realize it today, the Spirit of God will say something to you, and you realize that there might be people around you who are lost. When that woman came to that coin, and said, I have nine, and I don't have enough to do the purchase, or to spend the money the way I want to spend it, what did she do? She lit a candle. She packed the things in the room to one corner, looked under every place that she could find. Friends, can you see the effort that this woman made? Incredible, incredible. The coin was lost in the house. So the woman looked for it. The coin, although it was in the house, was lost in the dust, in the dirt on the floor. It was not clean like the others. It was just sitting down there. Dust was covering it. The coin was in the house, but it was in a terrible shape because it could have been used, but nobody is using it, and it is valueless. The coin was bypassed. The coin was not seen. It was stepped upon until this woman said, let me do something about it. See, that's exactly what the Lord tells us happened. It happens when we neglect a lot of the things that God is telling us about the world. Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 18 and 19. Then I said to their children in the wilderness, don't follow the statues of your fathers. Defile yourselves with their idols or keep their ordinances. I am Yahweh, your God. Follow my statues, keep my ordinances, and practice them. The Lord here is talking to people who, even though they are in the house, are lost. And sometimes people can be lost because they make that decision to be lost. Jesus was talking about a coin, and that coin, the responsibility will be solely on the keeper of that lifeless coin. But today, we have sons, we have daughters, we have men, we have women in the church who hear the word of God, who are listening to this broadcast, who decide to be lost. And you know why they decide to be lost? They decide to be lost because they have made that decision to be lost. And that's what Ezekiel is talking about. He said, but I said to their children in the wilderness, don't follow the statues of your fathers. Defile yourselves with their idols or keep their ordinances. I am Yahweh your God. Follow my statues. Keep my ordinances and practice them. People can be lost in the house of God. They are in the house of God, but they choose to listen to other voices and they get lost. Let that not be your story. Now, I'm moving to where this woman is going to look for this coin until she finds it. Chapter 15, verse 9. Very powerful illustration of what this woman is about to do. When she finds it, she calls her women, friends, and neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me because I have found the silver coin. <laughs> How did she find it? One, the woman changed the whole atmosphere of her house. 
Now, the window was not big enough, and there was not enough light. So what did she do? She brought in extra light so that she can go around the corner and look for this thing that is of value. The woman's only hope of finding the hope was a secure and a bright light. Oh, may I suggest to you that bright light is Jesus. May I suggest to you that that bright light is the Holy Spirit. May I suggest to you that bright light is the word of God. May I suggest to you that bright light is a spirit-filled Christian in your life who is telling you something. May I suggest to you that bright light is your conscience that is directing you to God. Yes. She turned on the light to look for the coin. Secondly, she swept throughout the house, cleaning every dirt and every filth, so that just in case the coin was hiding somewhere, she would find it. Oh, amazing. Have, have you ever taken a cushion in your own house, a couch, or a bed where you sleep, and you are now trying to take the bed to go and dry it, or taking the cushion the cushion cover to go and wash it and dry. And then you find, oh, I have a pencil that was hiding here, a coin that was hiding here. It was there. It was there all the time, but it was lost. But when you thoroughly look, you will now see it because you are making the effort. The woman searched diligently until the coin was found. There was great loss when she couldn't find the silver coin. But when she found it, she was rejoicing. Now, I'm quoting from one of my favorite writers, something that he said, and I quote, the coin's very purpose and usefulness in life depends upon being found and saved from the dirt of the earth. So one thing was said, she would not give up until she found it. That is, the only reason why you have a coin is to spend it. She willed to find the coin. She determined to find the coin. So she dedicated and committed her life to finding it. Always praying for God's direction and trusting him for his help. Then she not only willed it, she labored diligently, poured all her thought and energy and effort into seeking the lost coin. Seeking the coin became the focus of her life until she found it. Then she endured the work, that tedious hard work, involving sweeping the dirt and sometimes even sniffing uh, the cobwebs and doing everything. She looked, she prayed while walking upright, bowing, bending, kneeling. And despite the inconvenience, she did whatever she could amidst great difficulty until she found the coin. And when she did that, she had to go back and rearrange the whole furniture in her room, clean it up, and then go out and call her friends and say, come and rejoice with me. And he came rejoicing with, I mean, with, with her. Tremendous story. It's critical for us to hear what the woman said. She said, that peace which I had lost. You see, she came to the realization that she had lost the peace. Because when she looked for it, she couldn't find it. Oh, let me ask you. Are you going to go to heaven before you look for your mother? She's not there. Your aunt, she's not there. Your neighbor, she's not there. Your Sunday school friend, they are not there. Will you look there and they are not there? Are those people, the lost coins there? Next time you see a lost coin in your house, next time they give it to you somewhere and you throw that coin away, think about this. 
Jesus talked the parable of the lost coin, the way we treat them carelessly and used it to refer to souls that we see but don't see their value. When the woman found it, she rejoiced. And that's what I want to end with. The woman could now rejoice when she found it. Why? Because she had secured light. The light she used to find it. I'm saying that is Christ. She had swept all the dirt and all the filth in the house. She did the witnessing. She did the looking. She did the praying. And she found the coin. Deadly, she had prayed and sought diligently the coin that was now found. Her efforts had yielded a great, great fruit. She found a coin. And look at what happened. There was joy in heaven. Friend, as I speak to you today, you may be that lost coin, and the Lord has caused you to listen to his word. But let me share with you, are you waiting for somebody to come and look for you like a coin? Well, the Holy Spirit is always looking for you like that coin. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 7 says, Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord so he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will freely forgive. Yes, there's joy in heaven when one sinner repents. You may have been ignored by somebody, mocked at in the church. Somebody may have annoyed you. That's why you are now lost and you are happily lost or sadly lost. But I challenge you, come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. It is because of you that Jesus was challenging those Sadducees and the Pharisees because people like your type were coming to him. Will you come back to him? Come back to him. Come back to him. To the work, to the work. We are servants of God. Let us labor till the master comes. I trust that if you are a believer, you look around this week for the lost sheep who have strayed into the world, but particularly for the lost coin who through our acts of omission and commission are around us, but do not belong to the kingdom. The Lord is coming soon to reward us as we seek to save the lost. And there'll be rejoicing in his kingdom when we do that. Receive his power, receive his anointing, receive the fuel, receive what it takes to do what the Lord has commissioned you to do. He told Peter, you love me, feed my sheep and feed my lamp. And that is the word to you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that we can always turn to you for help. Help us to help each other, but help us also as a church for anyone who needs help to be set on the right track so that they can find their place of service, like that coin will be used for the purpose for which it was created. I thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name, amen. To the work, to the work, we are servants of God. Let us follow the path that our master has drawn. With the balm of his counsel, our strength to renew. Let us do with our minds what our hands find to do. Toiling on, toiling on, toiling on, toiling on, toiling on, toiling on, toiling on. 
has been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabaka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.